hello, hello, and welcome to another installment of In All Sincerity, a heart-to-heart podcast, the show where we connect, communicate, and learn more about other people. I'm your host for the show, Dalen Turk, and joining me today in his office is Justin Rock. How's it going? Hey, thanks for joining me. It's been a minute. It has been a minute, man. I'm glad to see you back on campus and and doing big things, man. I'm honored. Yeah, you know, for those listening... (laughs) Uh, so we're in uh, the uh, Daryl K. Royal Stadium for uh, UT football, and there's some really intense construction going on outside. Very intense, very intense. Yeah, they uh, the uh, new basketball arena is being built, and part of the agreement was basically that because it takes up a whole section of a very popular road. So part of the agreement was that they would redirect the road and traffic basically through a road that goes directly next to the stadium. Oh, yeah. So, if you hear beeping and whatnot, I'm going to try and remove it in post like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you hear that, ignore it. Hopefully, I can remove it all, but we'll see what happens. Um, So, Justin and I, we know each other. Um, For those who don't know, I moved to Austin, Texas from Missoula, Montana, uh, and Justin gave me my first job, which was very exciting. Gave me me a chance to learn and grow in the industry of athletics operations. And, you know, I remember a time, gosh, I think this was like two years ago, almost. Yeah. You, me, and Tim. Yeah. You, Tim, and I went to lunch. Uh, you went and got us some lunch at, I can't remember the bar, or I guess brewery over in, uh, off Maynard. Oh, um, oh, yeah, that place. <laughs> that place, what's, yeah. What's the name of that place? That place. Um, I got it a, always escapes me. I got a wonderful open face sandwich. It was great. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I can't think of it. Uh, <laughs> it's it was, always right there. I always I forget the name of this place. But I remember we were talking, and you know, you were asking me like what I want to do. You're asking Tim what he wants to do, and I asked you the same thing. And you talked about your passion for community mm. and your passion for culture. And mm. you know, I, I've, I've always wondered. I want to talk to him. We touched about it, you know, a little bit over the years. But it, where do you think that passion for you comes from? Is it something from your childhood, something you kind of discovered growing up? No, no. Uh, well, I, I, I guess, you know, I grew up around community. I grew up around family. I've always been around people, um, you know, family, friends. You know, when I was growing up, our neighborhood, our street was always outside, I always had um, friends that lived on the block, you know, we would play f- football on Fridays and super soaker Saturdays and, <laughs> and things like that. Um, and you grew up in Houston, right? Grew up in Houston, Northwest, Northwest side of Houston, Cyprus. Um, so I always had a, ch- I had a childhood of, you know, just being around friends and family community. Um, so I guess that was instilled in me from early on. Um, and then, I guess that passion really came out once I moved to Austin and saw kind of the lack of <laughs> community here as mm-hmm. far as just being a black man in Austin. Like there's, you know, not really that many spaces or, you know, areas for us to come together, congregate and just, you Yeah, know, can you explain that a little bit? The difference yeah. between Houston and Austin for those who don't wow. know? Wow. If you've never been to Houston, I would encourage you to go. Um, it's, it's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. It's very awesome city. Awesome city just culturally rich, um, ethnically diverse, uh, arts of all kind, 
museums, great museums, great music scene. The food is phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, anywhere you go, you're going to see different types of people. And, you know, that's that's the that's the city I grew up in. That's what I'm used to. Um, and Austin is completely different from that. I moved here late 2015 uh, from Houston. And, you know, I had always visited Austin in college or, you know, post-college with friends and stuff like that. I always had a good time here. There's a ton to do here. What, it's a what fun moved city. you here? My wife. Honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess I never told you that, did I? Yeah, because, you know, I, Marika, your wife, is um, she works for a tech startup. Right. Yeah, she works for an advertising tech startup called uh, Curve Interactive. It's it's a really cool, really cool company, really cool at concept and tech. Um, but she actually, she went to UT. Right, yeah. She went to UT, graduated from here. She was on the... Wasn't she on the rowing team or something? <laughs> she was on the rowing team. <laughs> Which is fantastic. <laughs> Which is super duper random. Um, she was on the rowing team for, I think, two years. Uh, she's very proud of it. She doesn't talk about it much, which is which is funny. But um, I'm sure I'm, I've been trying to find a picture of her since uh, I've been here. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't, haven't, haven't come close. Buried in the yeah. depths of the stadium. It's somewhere. I'm going to find it, though, before I leave here. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so she she went to UT, graduated from from here, and you know when she graduated, she moved to Chicago, and worked for you know some advertising agencies there for a few years, um, and then moved back to Austin in I want to say 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. and that's when we got back together. We actually dated in high school for a year, for a year and a half, broke, broke up, <sighs> which was no, it worked out. It was it was it was the best decision that could have happened. Yeah, because um, we got to live life and you know, kind of find ourselves. <clears throat> now that that is a pretty, I mean, pretty wonderful love story. You know, yeah, it's cool. Like it's you really found cool each story. other, but you need time to grow. And then, oh yeah, you know, fate brought you back. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so I'm 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 extremely grateful that it happened the way it did, um, because we once we got back together and 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 you know saw each other like we were two completely different people you know we still had you know the core of us was still there but as far as just life experience and and um just mindset perspective it was all different it was all you know more structured you know more in place um but yeah so we got back together in let's say 2013 2014 once she moved back and I ended up moving from Houston to Austin because I had never, you know, you know, I grew up in Houston. I went to school in Houston, you know. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think you were going to leave? I didn't put it past past me. I, you know, I, I just didn't have a I didn't have an opportunity. And I, we always talk about this, like me and my wife, because she she's a lot more cultured than me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in terms of, you know, her her mom was an engineer or a data analyst uh for shell for a long long time and um when she was in when we were in high school her mom would uh she would go to london right i remember you telling me about that she would go to london you know for i think she did that for a couple years so she would do like a month in london and month back in houston and a lot of times like marika went with her she would go fly out there and, and visit her and she got to you know, experience, you know, London and England, a different type of different part of the world and, uh, you know, see different cultures, experience different people. Um, and that kind of opened her up to travel more. I mean, she 
she did a uh what do you call those things um like study abroad study abroad right. yeah i don't know why <laughs> that was silly she studied abroad and uh she took a trip to mongolia they went you know to south korea and i would love love to go fly fishing in mongolia mm. that would be the coolest thing yeah <laughs> yeah they uh they went out there you know so she got she got a lot more opportunity to just experience more cultures, you mm-hmm. know, different types of uh, people, just more life than me. So, like I said, I always enjoyed Austin. I traveled here, you know, many a times and enjoyed the city and the vibe. It was a lot slower than Houston. Oh, is it really? It was. It know, was. It's, it's, it's speeding up. Yeah. Ex- for, expeditiously. Those, for those who don't know, Austin is... I think at this point, the fastest growing city in oh, the country. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, people um, should know that. You know, over the past 10 years, like, it's just... It's exploded. just blown up. It's insane. Yeah. And even since I've been here, I got here in 2018, and it's just so rapid. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean... Like, literally the other every day... Every aspect of I Austin. was driving downtown, and all of a sudden, there's just a new skyscraper. Oh, yeah. That was literally, like, when did that get there? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's... Any, any part of the city, I mean, especially in... In Austin, Austin, I mean, it's it's crazy right now um, in every aspect. I mean, from businesses relocating here, mm-hmm. real estate, you know that firsthand now. Yes. Um, <laughs> jobs, uh, just the people moving here. Um, it's 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 in, insane right now. Um, so what was your mindset when you came to Austin? My mindset was this is a cool opportunity, you know, it was kind of a, a fresh start for me because, you know, I've worked in sports. I, you know, I majored in sports, got a degree in kinesiology, sport administration. You know, I thought I was going to be working in sports. I love sports and I was getting tired of sports. Really? I was getting tired of sports, you know, working at U of H and I was getting burnt out is the, probably the, the main thing. So coming to Austin, you know, getting a job at UT, I was very excited. You know, I thought it was a fresh, fresh start clean slate you know it's ut like who wouldn't want to work for ut yeah um so i was excited you know i i, I got here i was excited i was i was motivated um and I, I would say for like that first first year i was i kept my head buried and working you know trying to you know find myself here and i was i was kind of at the same place i was at least career-wise you know as i was in houston you mm-hmm. know just being just being burnt out, really, you know, tired of the kind of cyclical nature and tired of the red tape of, uh, you know, what I do. And specifically what I do is event operations and facility management. And it's it's just uh, I always feels like uphill battle, you know. Why is that? Because it's especially if you work for an organization like UT. It's just so hard to get things done um, and get things approved or, you know, make headway with ideas or decisions or even, you know, I've tried to carve out kind of space for me to do other other things. Like I've um, like I've tried to create like a a lane for me to pursue project management here. And it's Mm -hmm. I've always got the runaround and, you know. It's just it's just so hard to get things done. Um, so I quickly kind of realized that it was kind of more of the same. Um, 
but then again, like I, like we spoke about earlier, I'm I'm grateful to to be where I'm at and to be in the position I'm in to have the flexibility I have because um, it kind of allows me to explore other things. Mm-hmm. Which and, brings me to another point, yeah. and you know, you talked about these transition periods and finding new things and you know getting more into the project management and um i guess a little over a year ago now um you started third coast collective i did tell us about that i did so third coast collective kind of resonated from being in austin me being from houston and being from a culturally rich city like houston and moving to austin as you know a person of color is kind of a is kind of a culture shock you know, um, and like I said, I've I've always loved Austin, like for what it offers, you know, as far as the outdoor activities, you know, bars, food, great, great scenes on both of those, on both of those aspects. But just ethnic diversity, like inclusion, um, it wasn't there. And, and it's it still struggles to this day. Oh, yeah. Um, so for me, it was. I've always wanted to do something ever since I moved here and, and realized that, but I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't mm-hmm. know. I remember you even talked to me about wanting to do a coffee shop. Yeah, I still, I still do want to yeah. do that Yeah, in the future because I think a lot of coffee shops here kind of deliver the same product as far as just, right. you know, like the feel, the aesthetic. And I love coffee shops because it's it's always a cool feeling, but it's... It still can it still can be better in my eyes, you know, as just far as like being more welcoming, you know, you know, driving more inclusion. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely I don't even drink coffee like that. I just love the <laughs> I just love the atmosphere yeah. of a coffee shop. It just like the energy. Well, it comes back to the whole idea of community again. Yeah, exactly. You know, creating yeah. that environment for everybody. Exactly, exactly. So you know, that's definitely still on my agenda to do down the line. Um, but with Third Coast, you know, like this idea kind of came out of out of a need. Honestly, I, you know, when I was looking, when I was feeling this way, like a few years ago, I would search for groups or organizations or, you know, just platforms that were servicing that that community. Like as far as, you know, people of color, social events and things like that, nothing was really really popping like that. Like mm-hmm. nothing was really active. Um, there's a lot more activity going on right now, but so I started third coast collective just off a trip. Actually, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, but I saw on your website. Um, it's a, uh, if you go on uh, the third coast collective website, um, in the, I think it's the tab, the roots tab, kind of yeah. talking about how all this started. You talk about a party that you went to in California. And right. Kind of when you were feeling this, you know, just kind of down in the dumps way. And then also yeah. you look at this party and you kind of got the spark of inspiration. Man, it was amazing. You know, we went to go visit a friend um, that lives in... That was when you went to San Francisco? Yeah, we went to San Francisco. Right. Our friend, he actually lived in Oakland. Oh, right. Um, okay. But he worked in San Francisco. We stayed in San Francisco. But he took me to Oakland and uh, it was it was a party thrown by a local collective out there called Toasted Life. And they're kind of like the same mission as me as far as, you know, building inclusive spaces for, you know, minorities of, of or people of color, uh, minority professionals and things like that. Mm-hmm. Building, you know, social events and 
and other, you know, programming and stuff like that. And man, it was amazing. You know, it was amazing. Like it was in the, just the alley, but the, the alley was like, it was a cool alley. I don't know. Like it was graffiti (laughs) on the walls and, um, just ethnically diverse man like asians indians blacks it it sounds like it was it was in an authentic environment very authentic you know um and they've been they've been doing their thing for a while so they've built up this community and this audience but very authentic um something you just quite hadn't seen in austin no not not at all like it was it'd be something i could see in houston yeah um but you know, and a lot of the, the the cool thing about that, like a lot of those people were, they worked at like startups, you know, tech tech companies, Google, mm-hmm. Apple, Facebook, but they were just letting their hair down and, you know, they they ha- had opportunity to, you know, take their armor off and just and just kick it with people that look like them, don't look like them, but they they share that passion for culture and community. Mm-hmm. What did, what did that mean to you to see that? Oh, man, it meant a lot. It, it sparked the idea for Third Coast. Because, um, like I said, I knew I wanted to do something. I just didn't know mm-hmm. what that looked like or, you know, how I would get started. But it was it was cool because my whole career has been producing events, operating mm-hmm. events. Um, so I just kind of took what I knew and what I'm good at and, you know, made it a thing. So, um that's where that's pretty much I like to say that's where Third Coast started, like the idea for it mm-hmm. um, is in that as, at that party in Oakland. Um, that party in Oakland, that man. party in Oakland. It, it, it's pretty, you know, it's something I find very fascinating in life. Just like going through and no matter where you're at, it can be just these tiny moments mm. just anywhere that all of a sudden just like changes your life. Yeah, if you're paying attention. Brings his inspiration of, all right, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, man. Um, But, yeah, that's where it started. And I think that was August of, we went to that party August of uh, 2019. Mm -hmm. I came back and got started on the idea. Um, And what's funny is, like, I always had ideas throughout the years of, like, what I wanted to do. Um. I knew I always wanted to do. Did you ever want to, did you want to try in your mind to steer away from events or was that something that you wanted to include because you'd been in it? Like, I know you, you talk about this burnout that you've had. Was that something you wanted to steer away from? And then did you realize like, oh, hey, this is what I'm good at. Let's do it. No, I never thought about it that way. You know, that's the funny part. Like I was always, I think I was more so burnt out of just being like stretched too thin right? or having to deal with the monotony of, of what we do, the red tape of getting things done. I think that more so burnt me out, mm-hmm. you know, but as far as like event production, I've always had, you know, a passion for that, like right. creating my own events. Like I, I have, I used to have, well, I have a couple of notebooks of, of ideas. I just, I just, jot down you know from time to time like i've my first event with third coast was the frito pie social and yes. that that idea came to me in like 2015 really yeah i've always wanted to do something like because frito pies are like a texas thing right mm-hmm. and i think i always thought it'd be dope to do a frito pie social like <laughs> and that's what it's you know, it's so fun and unique yeah it's just like, cool. like nobody's it's, doing that yeah 
And, you know, I've always wanted to do that. And I was like, man, this is the perfect first event to come out with a bang. Like nobody's done it before. It's unique. It's special. Um, what was that process like planning your first event for third coast? Man, it's, it's, it's funny how things like connect, right? Like I, I told you before we started this, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing this Google certification for project management and that's producing event is project management. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing, right? So the process is, you know, finding a venue, um, seeking out DJs, seeking out, you know, caterers and, and things like that. And I wanted to be strategic about it. I wanted to be specific in who I selected. Like I wanted to, I wanted them to be minorities because I wanted to support that here in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very important to me. I also wanted to have like an art aspect of it because I love art and like street art and graffiti and all that. Mm-hmm. So we had that and I wanted to have like a social impact piece to it. So we had a, a famous artist here in Austin. Um, his name is Chris Rogers. He actually did a live painting. Really? Yeah, he did a live painting awesome. at the event um, of a portrait, you know, from a, from, it was a portrait of an East Side, an old East Side barbershop. Um, but he painted it, live painted it, and then we kind of auctioned it off and donated the proceeds to uh, the Austin Justice Coalition. And, you know, those, those kind of three aspects are like, super important to me as far as just, you know, supporting minority vendors, having an art aspect and a, and the kind of some, some kind of social at, uh, social impact aspect to, mm-hmm. you know, every event. I want to do that for every event. Um, I want to touch on something real yeah. quick. Um, because you live in East Austin mm-hmm. and you just talked about a, the barbershop in East Austin. Mm-hmm. Can you touch a little bit on the importance of East Austin for the minority community here? Because Man. I've heard, since coming, like I, I knew about Austin coming yeah. here. I didn't know a ton. You know, I'd visit a handful of times. My wife Shelby, she moved here before me, so mm-hmm. I'd been here. I saw kind of all the generic stuff that you go see. Sure, yeah. Um, but it took me a while. It took me to a while to realize the importance of East Austin. Very important. Um, full disclaimer: I'm not a, a historian or anything like that. Like I've <laughs> I've done my research and things like that, but I'm not. I don't know all the facts. Um, but as far as East Austin, it, it derives from the 1920 master bill. So when blacks first arrived in Austin, they were kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. uh, spread out. There's communities all over Austin, uh, most notably like Clarksville, which is, uh, like kind of a high end, uh, area of Austin now, but you know, blacks arrived there first. So in the 19th, 19- The 1920 master bill, it kind of forced uh, blacks to to move to East Austin because they moved all the resources over there to Mm -hmm. kind of segregate Austin. Right. So after that, you know, they built 35 and it became like a real segregated town. That that was literally like the divide. Mm -hmm. That was literally the the divide. Yeah. 35. Um, Which for... Interstate 35, it goes directly through Austin. North-South, yes, sir. Um, So East Austin became the haven for, you know, black people, black and brown people. And uh, it's – so since, you know, 1920, I mean, it's been 
for a long time has been, you know, a minority, you know, led community. And uh, it's important to Austin because a lot of that's where I feel the culture is, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of culture is on the east side, you know, from uh, I uh, I forget the name of of one of the main places. But uh, have you ever heard of like the Chitlin Circuit? No, I haven't. So the Chitlin Circuit was like a it was a so obviously black people, you know, back in the day, they couldn't perform everywhere. Mm-hmm. So there's designated places, specific places in different cities or different, you know, states and stuff like that around. Right. Mostly, I think mostly the South or maybe just around the nation that were minority owned and they would allow artists to perform there. Mm-hmm. So that was a chilling circuit. Um and that der- I think that derived from the Green Book too. I could be wrong. I'm I'm going off the top right now. Yeah. Uh, but so East Austin is super important to Austin, and it's you know it's sad. It's sad um, what it's going through right now. It's going through a lot of gentrification. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the gentrification of and. A lot of people will look up the definition of gentrification and they will see it as wealthy people and just wealthy companies and whatnot basically taking over lower income areas of towns and cities. But for those who know, they know it means making neighborhoods more white, to be quite honest. And that's that's been the underlying definition for a lot of situations. And it it has. Yeah. I mean, I struggle with it. You know, I really do because... I feel that way. What you just said, I feel that way. But at the same time, you know, minority communities have to take better care of their neighborhoods. Right. You know, we have to find value in where we live in our neighborhoods. We have to keep them clean. We have to keep keep our streets clean. We have to keep our, you know, parks straightened and, you know, kept up and that's you know, something that the the late John Lewis really talked about a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to do a better job of of finding value in in where we live. You know, because in my opinion, you know, it it does suck. Gentrification sucks, but at the same time, it's it's other people finding value in where you live, like because you didn't find value in where you live. Mm-hmm. So we have to do a lot better in taking care of our our communities, our neighborhoods. Um, and keeping those up and and from there we can kind of dictate who's in and who's out you know not discriminate against who against anybody but you know we can kind of dictate and you know bring in bring in businesses or you know start businesses that we actually want to see thrive and and things like that and won't be forced out because we didn't we didn't take care of our our community so it's a whole thing man but you know Austin's kind of on a on a rocket ship right now yeah. Um, like we talked about. So it's uh it's sad. It really is, you know, because a lot of a lot of minorities are getting pushed out of out of their homes that their families have owned for generations, mm-hmm. you know, because they can't they can't pay the property taxes. They can't, you know, afford to to live where their families live for for years. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what makes me sad, you know, 
they they have to give up these houses so they can be demolished and and rebuilt you know and it's it's sad it's disheartening you know but if i can say anything you know we have to take we have to learn to take value in our our neighborhoods we right. have to we have to keep them clean you know treat our treat our neighbors with respect treat our businesses with respect um you know and i think that's a key key part in in thriving in these neighborhoods you know you you talked about what people of color can do and what you know african americans can do and what you know minorities can do to help keep you know east austin what it is and mm-hmm. keep it your own when i you know i i come from very generic white neighborhood <laughs> i i always uh, can you know, kind of jokingly consider myself just the most generic white man um <laughs> so, but you know I, I i tried to do my part you know i i'm, I'm for those who know me i'm a, I'm a huge huge history buff i love history i've tried to do my part in educating myself on black history, educating mm-hmm. myself on Latino history or mm-hmm. Latinx history. I mean, it's broadening my horizons and my yeah. perspective. Um, and so I've been doing what I can to do my part in learning and understanding. And that's also a part of why I'm doing the show. What What is something that you would like to see from, I mean, white people, you know, from mm. people who aren't part of these, you know, minority groups to, you know, what can they do to help these communities i would just say just or even just to understand these communities i mean do your research you know like especially here in austin like there's so much history in austin um do your research and, and really really do the history on east austin and and uh you know what minorities and what 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 people have done here you know like it's not hard. There's there's so much there's so much history on on Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, my fear is, my big fear is, you know, with everybody moving here, um, that the people moving here and I'm, you know, I, I welcome it, man. Austin is a is a great city. You know, I just, I fear that all that history is going to get erased because people don't man. care about it. They don't care about it enough, and you know a lot of transplants are, are coming here for work and things like that. And ironically for tech, the tech industry, which obviously, exactly. you know, that's the future. That's the future, you know, and that's super duper cool. You know, uh, I, I'm excited to see where Austin is, is going to land, you know, but as far as the history of Austin, the history of, of East Austin and, and black and Brown Austin, like I, I just feel like it's going to get erased. You know, we're going to, we're going to kind of replace Austin with this new Austin. And, you know, everything that was, was, is not going to be there. So I would encourage everybody just to do your research, man. Do your, do your Googles, as they say on the, on the gram. Some of these kids do your Googles, do your Googles. Google is your friend. You know, I Um, think, I think a big part of it too is, you know, with people like you who, genuinely deeply care Mm -hmm. about the culture about the community you know about the preservation of what is Mm -hmm. you know what was here um, especially the good sides of it you know i think there are a lot of people that are here that want that 
and a lot of those people are willing to speak up. And I think so. Ways. I think so. You know, it, I mean, it won't get erased without the fight, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. If it does get erased, I mean, God forbid, you know, but it won't get erased without the fight. There's there's plenty of good organizations that are doing their thing. Six Square is a, is a great, great organization. Six Squares? Six Square. What's that? So Six Square is an organization, you know, their mission is kind of, not kind of, but it's, it's based on preserving the six square miles of East Austin that, that black oh, and wow. brown people uh, inhabited, you know, for for a long time. You know, they're still active. They're very active. That's awesome. They have a lot of different types of programming. Um, six Square is a great organization. Um, there's Black Austin Tours. They do a tour of, of East Austin, I believe. I, I still want to go on one. I haven't been on one. Um but they're a great organization as well. I mean, there's a George Carvey Museum on the east side. Uh, man, I mean, there's there's still a lot of old school restaurants that are that are still active on mm-hmm. the east side. Roland's, Hoover's is like an institution here. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah. I would just say, you know, do your research. Do your research. Um, empathy goes a long way. Empathy goes a long way. And I, you know, I appreciate people really tapping into that nowadays and realizing that, um, that (laughs) empathy is key, man. Empathy Mm -hmm. is key for, for success, you Mm -hmm. know, for, for community progress, you know? Um, so yeah, we got, we need to continue to tap into that for sure. I want to touch back to, your Frito Pie Party. Mm. So we got off track there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to your Frito Pie Party. Got the DJ, got the artist, got the venue. Mm-hmm. It's the night of. How are you feeling? Nervous. Yeah? So, yeah, very nervous. Um, I mean, this is my first event at Third Coast. Uh, it was a day party. Um, I'll never forget that day because that was the day that, uh, that Kobe... Kobe died. Oh my goodness. Yeah, January 26, 2020. I'll never forget it. Wow. So, you know, it was a bittersweet day cuz yeah. you know, Kobe was Kobe was a great guy. I mean, you know, I don't want to go too far on Kobe, but you know, just just what he meant to not only basketball but just, you know, the world, you know. Mm-hmm. I you know, he he made a huge impact on a global scale. Um so to deal with that was kind of very weird. You know, because right. we were setting up when I found out and I had to sit down for a second. Like, I remember when I read that and I I like, thought it was a joke. I lost my breath. Yeah, I thought it was a joke at first. And I had to sit my my boy that was there helping me out. Uh, he told me and I was like, like, what? I'm like, that's crazy. So, you know, to have that on the day of my first event was I mean, it shook me a little bit. But, you know, um, you know, Kobe stood for. Kobe stood for the process, you know, mm-hmm. he stood for the process. And, you know, I just I don't mean to be like cliche or anything like that. But, you know, I, I kind of channeled my my mamba, you know, and, and and kind of setting up and delivering the event. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, I was, I was super nervous, man. I was super nervous. I didn't know how people were going to react to it. I didn't know how people were going to receive it. Um, but it was a great turnout. 
We had a great turnout. That's it was awesome. a beautiful day. Um, got to meet a lot of, lot of new people. Uh, and that's what it's about, man. It's about, you know, building those bridges and, and building at least what that's what I'm about, you know, and that's what Third Coast is about is building those those spaces for us to just see each other, you know, and and really connect and, and not feel like we have to code switch or, you know, keep our armor on mm-hmm. and we can just relax and just connect and network and chill and and just vibe around each other. You know, what did you what did you learn from your first event? You know, what did I learn, man? Um, I mean, I learned a lot of technical stuff. I won't get into that, but I would say the the practicals. Yeah. The practical stuff that I could have did better. Um, but I learned that this was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I learned it was a good idea. You know, it, it was received well, you know, a lot of people enjoyed it. A lot of people said we needed it. This is what we need. Um, so you, you really, you, you felt that impact from the people that were there. I did, man. I, you know, and speaking to people there, you know, they were excited about the event. They were excited about what's to come. Um, they were excited about the platform and, you know, they were excited about the journey, you know, and that kind of put a battery in my back, you know, to get, Mm -hmm. to get things going. And of course, the pandemic hit. But you yeah, know, the um, word. <laughs> yeah, did you had you had two events before the pandemic started? I had, I had one event. The, the Frito Pie Social was January, um, and then I had a couple of virtuals. Mm-hmm. You know, during the had a couple of virtuals during the main part of the the pandemic, and then I had another live event in October of last year. And that was the art of the vote, which was kind of another yeah. art show, and that was geared towards you know getting minorities or encouraging minorities to get out and vote. <clears throat> um. So yeah, I mean, it, you know, I had to fall back a little bit once the pandemic hit, and then October we had another event. And now that people are getting you know vaccinations are, are flowing and things like that, which but, I actually I got my second vaccination the other day. Yeah. And I was so sick. See, afterward, I got the first one. And I was fine. My shoulder hurt actually mm-hmm. really bad, and I got my second one. And yesterday, I was I was supposed to actually work a UT baseball game, mm. and I called Karen. I was like, I can't come in. Man, see, yeah, I haven't haven't done it yet. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna do it. Everyone reacts differently. You yeah. never know. I yeah. I got it. I'm feeling good now. Good. Like I'm all right. Good. 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 Um. But no, you, I mean, you hope with thing because I, I think we are on the other end of this. I think we're getting there. I think we're moving yeah. forward. And you hope that, I mean, things start picking up again because as you For saw sure, obviously yeah. from your free to pie social, it was a good idea. It was a good idea, man. And, you know, <clears throat> it's needed. Like I said, you know, there's there's been a lot of articles and data about, you know, black people actually like leaving Austin. Like our, our, our population is kind of dwindling because mm-hmm. I think the main reason for that is, you know, there's no, there's, there's nothing, there's no platforms for us to connect in Austin, right. you know, like 
everybody's getting pushed to like Pflugerville and Round Rock, and there's there's kind of things to do up there. But as far as like Austin, like I mean, Austin's the place. Austin's the place, and that's this is where I want to you know root my root third coast. You know, I don't want right. nothing against Pflugerville or Round Rock or anything like that. But it's just like we've been in Austin. I don't I don't want to be pushed out of Austin. Like this is where. This is where this needs to be. Well, but I mean, that's that's kind of your your whole point. You like you don't like obviously it's the greater Austin area, Round Rock, Cedar Park, Pflugerville, Buda, you know, all that's mm-hmm. the greater metropolitan right. area. But the the goal is to bring the representation to Austin, not Pflugerville. Exactly, exactly. So that's you know that's the mission I'm on, and uh, hopefully we pick back up as the year progresses hope so I, I really really genuinely hope so because it was i remember when like because you hadn't told me about this at yeah, all yeah, no. you, you didn't tell me anything then all of a sudden i get this facebook notification justin rock has invited you to like it i was like what is this <laughs> i said you just like dude like this is super cool because i think it yeah. was i think it was relatively recent after i started podcast without borders mm. um and so I saw that and I was like, wow, this is super awesome because yeah. I knew you, you know, you'd been feeling the way you feel right, and right. you'd been talking about something and, you know, going back to our conversation we had at lunch that day, like, it was just really awesome to see, like, all right, he's doing it. Like, it's happening. Yeah, man. I don't, I hate talking about myself, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. So, And yet you agreed to do a podcast Yeah, I mean, you're my, you're my guy, man. So <laughs> it's nothing. But uh, I hate. I hate talking about myself and the things I've or trying to do or, you know, things I've done. Like I hate doing that, but yeah, man, I mean, it, it was something that, that needed to be done and I'm glad that, uh, you know, I'm glad things line up the way they do. I'm glad, you know, God designed it like that. You know, mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason. Um, yeah, it all stemmed from that trip and I'm glad it did because, it, it, it had been on my heart for for years, so I'm glad we're here now and getting back active. All because of a party in Oakland. Yeah. Man, well, Justin, I appreciate you sitting down with me and having this conversation. Of course. It was, it was super fun. Of course. To hear your, because it's, like you said, you don't talk about yourself much. No, I hate so, it, man. So it's, <laughs> you know, it was really fun to hear your perspective on a lot of this stuff and actually learn some things. Yeah, good, man. Um, if people want to find more mm. about Third Coast Collective, how do they do that? Uh, I would say the best way is probably the website, thirdcoastcollective.com. Um, my social handles are on there, so you can click out and go to the social pages. Uh, but that's where I post all the upcoming stuff. Um, there's some couple profiles on there. Couple of videos. There's a gallery on there from our past events that we've done. So yeah, I would say the website is the easiest way to connect. Um, you can connect to the. You can put your email in there for newsletter stuff. Um, but yeah, website is the best way. All right, thirdcoastcollective.com. Anything else you want to plug before we sign off? Oof. Uh, no, no. Um, this is awesome. I'm glad you're doing this. Appreciate you. You're, you're good at it. Um, congrats on the new house. Yes, the, for yes for those listening. Thank you very much. Yeah. My uh, wife and I, as of uh, early April, bought a house. 
And uh, so now we start the fun journey of making it our own <laughs> and, uh, yeah, really setting in our foundation there. It's a little, it's about 45 minutes outside of Austin. Um, so we're out, we're like, I <laughs> said, Justin and our friend Katie pictures of our new neighbors, a bunch of horses and cows. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they came to say hi to us yesterday. Um, but yeah, so uh, thank you. Of course, man. Happy belated birthday, too. Yeah, um, there we go. Um, cool. Well, Justin, great talking to you. Hope we can do it again. Um, of course. We, uh, Anytime. Katie's been yelling at me recently that uh, we're terrible at planning get-togethers. Oh, no. Yeah, I talked uh, to her about it. <laughs> so we we'll to, make it happen. Need to plan um, something. But yeah, so if y'all want to get in touch with Third Coast Collective, y'all want to learn more, um, go to thirdcoastcollective.com. And it's got everything on there for you. Keep an eye out for future events, newsletters, stories, whatever else Justin may have going on. Yes, sir. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can shoot us an email at podcastwithoutborders.com. Check out our website at, ooh, and I said that email wrong. Sorry, it's pwbnetwork at gmail.com. Uh, because right. I'm so bad at this. Uh, check out our website, podcastwithoutborders.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Podcast Without Borders, on Facebook and Instagram, where I don't post anything. Uh, follow it <laughs> anyway. It's fine. Social media. It's what I do. Nope. Uh, that's it, y'all. Uh, if you want to check out any of our other shows, it's on the website. Take a look. Take a listen. And uh, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review, because that's how we grow. That's how we climb the charts. And that's how we get more listeners like you. So uh, that'd be great. Thanks, y'all. We'll talk to y'all in the next episode. Thank you for listening to In All Sincerity. If you want to find out more about our show and other shows on the Podcast Without Borders network, make sure you check out our website at podcastwithoutborders.com. If you want to contact us, send us an email at pwbnetwork at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram so you can see all of our updates on our shows and what's going on at the network. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all in the next episode.